NFR Extra is a weekly podcast that focuses on the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and features icons that embody the rodeo and Western lifestyle. So we just went, well, somebody's got to, somebody's got to, you know, stand the line, fight the fight a little bit and speak up, you know. Of course, my daughter started teasing me about it. They're like, so you're like the Lorax, like I speak for the trees. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Country music, we told our stories of life with the American soundtrack and those, those great songs that told the story and tugged at your heartstrings, you know. And we can't lose that in our country. I just, I just love country music. And there's a lot of great country artists out there. They're not being played. You know, we're not going to follow trends in Cowboy Revival. We will to an extent, but not toward, again, our beliefs and our moral fiber and our love and passion for country music. I can sell that out. This is Shane Miner, and you're joining me on NFR Extra. One of Macy's horses, or one of her barrel horses got a pretty good cut on her shoulder, so I've been doctoring that. It's crazy. I love dad horse duty. Yeah. yeah. I'm on dad duty. Yeah. <laughs> your, so, your new job is dad duty. Rodeo oh, yeah. dad hey, duty. hey, 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 Brylin's dad, he knows. He knows. <laughs> Old Bud Bentley knows. Yeah. He, now she just shuts you off right there. She just shut me off. Bud Bentley yeah. knows. Yeah. My dad has done his fair share of walking out the barrel horse while you go switch saddles and then yep. run, get different ropes. And he's like, and I'm like, those are the wrong ropes, dad. And he's looking at me like, you didn't tell me which ones. And I'm like, it's not that hard. It's the white one. He's like, well, there were six white ones in the can. What do you mean? God, I can't wait. Yep. That's exactly yeah. right. One, th- I know. One year and they, and they yell at you. <laughs> they yell at you like you're hired hand. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, dad, I forgot my, my number, my back number. And I'm like, oh gosh, I got to run all the way to the horse trailer. 10 to go. Well, I grabbed the wrong back number. It's my middle schoolers. She's since junior high. I grabbed her number that's in the little file right there in the little by the door. I grabbed that number as they kind of look the same, pin it on her back and realize she had the wrong back number. <laughs> and I got yelled at about that. Baby girl, you so, win. I'll just put number one on there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. How old are your so, kids? 16, 14, and 10. Three oh, girls. You were in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Buddy, pray for me. Yeah. <laughs> pray for me. Pray for me. We're getting boy. We can record all this. This is great. Um, yeah, I got the boys calling, coming around. You know, I got, I have to deal with that. I told one of them the other day, I, I kind of dusted off the shoulder of his shirt and straightened up his shirt. And I said, hey, you taking out my daughter now, right? Yeah, you got to have her home by 10. Yes, sir. I said, uh, you just remember. I was sweaty. We were cleaning stalls, stuff. I looked terrible. I go, anything you do to her, I'm going to do to you. That's what I said. To him. <laughs> he just looked at me. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's measure hands real quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But you were on here, what, was it two years ago already or was it last year? Two years ago, wasn't it? Two years ago, wasn't it? The first yeah. time? Yeah. I think yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, we were in Fort Worth, right? Yes, we were. Correct. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, that, that was fun. Time we went to Fort Worth. That one time. <laughs> is, it, is it just gross hot out there right now where you're at? Yeah, it's real humid. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, it's, you know, 
it just gets you take a shower you walk outside five minutes later you feel like you still stepped out of the shower you know your clothes somewhere in the southeast yeah. i'm in florida i get it shane yeah well florida's even worse buddy yes sir well buddy tell us uh tell us a little bit about the uh, cowboy revival well you know cowboy revival it started well during covid you know it, it, it was just it basically started where i was in the room with some people and out in the some vegas people um some rocky mountain elk foundation people and yeah it was, just got brought up that man we miss country music and i'm like yeah we all do you know i mean there's room for it all but it just seems like country music's kind of taking it in the taking it in the shorts a little bit you know what i mean so it's like you know this is country music genre and so and i love country music i love all music yeah and, you know, and so we just went well somebody's got to somebody's got to you know stand the line fight the fight a little bit and speak up you know of course, my daughter started teasing me about it. They're like, so you're like the Lorax, like I speak for the trees? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm not that. So, But just love country music. And and so we started Cowboy Revival, which is, you know, basically, a, you know, just a, a spirit of, you know, uh, our, our Western way of lifestyle. Uh, you know, the moral fiber of our country. Um, you know, we just took over, you know, leading the charge, you know, to, to promote our lifestyle and and country music and the cowboy way of life yeah. that, that this country was forged on and what we all grew up in. And even necessarily, we didn't want to alienate people that lived in, whether you live in LA or New York or, you know, Chicago, it don't matter if you're inner city, there's that, there's always that dream and that desire to yeah. to want to want to do that or experience it or even listen to country music. And so, uh, we started cowboy revival and it's, uh, not that some, you know, the revival's kind of already. So, you know, we were just, you know, holding the ground, drawing the line and willing to carry the flag and, you know, the, the torch. I mean, you think about it where I come, you know, music, you know, to me, music's like a powerful tool, right? Right. You know, evoke, like, you know, evoke emotion, excitement, you know, encouragement, laugh, cry, all that stuff. And, um, and in country music, we told our stories of life, like the American soundtrack and those those great songs that told the story and tugged at your heartstrings, you know, well, it was just a way for us to me, for me to protect, to protect and defend, you know, that our way of life and our and it, not only cowboy life, but cowboy, you know, American life, right? our values, our moral fibers, all that stuff. So, you know, just to, to represent the hardworking you know, honest people, you know, from all walks of life, you know, whether you live in the country or city or, you know, promoting God, family, country, rodeo, rural, farm, it doesn't matter. Just everything that you hear today where people go, man, I want what that was. What we had wasn't broken and and, and somehow they fixed something that wasn't broken and we want to hear country music. And I'm not saying country music today, there's not good country music artists out there. There's great ones. Um, Doesn't necessarily fit the parameters of country. I would, I would disagree with some people and they would agree with you. Know, they would agree or disagree with me. And, but that's America. We can agree to disagree. That's the way we were built on. That's the way we should be. Yeah. And so I just, I defend, uh, I defend the true country music artist, the, the, uh, the listeners. Um, and we can't lose that in our country. I just, I just love country music and there's a lot of great country artists out there. They're not being played because they may not, you know, we're not going to follow trends in Cowboy Revival. We will to an extent, but not towards, we're not going to sell our, again, our beliefs and our moral fiber and our love and passion for country. We're not going to sell that out. 
So there are some people, some artists that are too country to be played today, which I don't understand too country for country music, (laughs) but, 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 you know, I just never, I never have, but we're giving them a platform to be heard. That's why you're seeing the kids today. That's why you're seeing so many kids today streaming red dirt, you know, red dirt country out of Texas. It's great. A lot Mm. of that is awesome. Right. Those guys aren't getting played on the radio, right? Maybe in Texas, right? Sure. But they should. And and I agree because that's, that's real music about things that are happening in life. But back to, back to the cowboy revival side. So Mm -hmm. three of us are usually running around during the junior world finals, but we, we did want to know, like, what do you have in store for 2022 at the cowboy channel, cowboy Christmas during, during the cowboy revival? Like what, what sort of acts will fans be able to see or what type of experiences do you have in line? Man, we got a cool lineup. I mean, we got like, uh, Easton Corbin, you know, oh, all wow. over the yeah. road. Oh yeah. yeah. Easton's coming. Yeah. You know, Florida boy. That. Florida boy. That's right. He is a Florida boy. Um, we got Glenn Templeton guy sounds exactly yeah. like Conway Twitty. Yes, I love, Cause I love some Conway Twitty, but the guy's great. And then we got on the, on the day show, we got Laney Wilson. We all know Laney Wilson. Yeah. You know, things a man ought to know. She's yes. got a song out now, a heart like a truck. Um, she's, uh, she's just got on the fifth, uh, fifth season of Yellowstone. She's on Yellowstone. Awesome. So, yeah. So she'll be there. Dylan Carmichael, a new guy. I always hear kids pranking his songs called big truck and he's a great singer great guy he's gonna be there he's never been there before another new guy's dan smalley great country act out of nashville originally from louisiana okay um good country guy uh will jones i think we had in there last year the, the night show this guy can make a guitar talk he came out of the bluegrass world i think he started playing when he was four or five years old and i mean you know he's working with uh uh, some great producer in town and, and labels. I think he's got a label deal now and he's uh, just country. He's kind of reminds me of a, a new version of Ricky Skaggs. He's great. Okay. He's wow. okay. Um, then Wyatt McCubbin, who I think is kind of today's, today's Keith Whitley. Um, sounds like Keith, great writer. Uh, he's awesome. Um, Drake Milligan. He was there last year. He's on America's got talent right now. I don't know yeah. if he's won it, but I think he's, did he win it or, or is he, he's lined up to win it. I don't know. We're hoping he wins it. We're going to talk to him later this afternoon, but I will say he's doing really well. And I think he's in either the second to last round currently or the last round. That's great. And he deserves another great country act, Texas boy. Um, Just wouldn't get a lot of attention because he was too country. Um, Needs to be heard. I'm glad America's got talents picking up on that. I mean, kudos to them because he's awesome. Yeah. And a great guy. Um, Joe Nichols guys. Joe Nichols, he's going to be on the day show. Um, you know, you know, so he's J- Joe's had a bunch of hits, and a new guy that I absolutely love is Heath Sanders. Did you guys get to catch him at all last year? A little bit? No, sir. I don't know if he was at the Virgin last there. night. That's right. That's right. This guy, look him up. This guy, he just hasn't had the right song yet. For the right, he's 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 still out there on the road. He's one of the hardest working guys I know, but. He's fixing. There's big things coming his way. I'm probably not a liberty to talk about it, but he's coming up, and he is he is what he is. This guy worked in the oil fields in Arkansas and released a um, – he just did a YouTube thing one time on the, the Chris Stapleton, George Jones song, Tennessee Whiskey. Mm-hmm. Bam, it blew up, and all of a sudden Nashville's calling. So he laid down the hammer and came here and picked up his guitar, and one of the, one of the best singers 
around. You got, he'll blow you. I mean, that guy will sing, he'll sing Shenandoah stuff, his own stuff. Um, uh, he'll do, but he did, he does, uh, faithfully by journey acoustically and makes it country oh. and makes it his and does it, does it, I think in the same key that, that they did in journey that Steve Perry did. I mean, the guy can sing his rear end off and I love him. He's a great guy. He's just a, just a, red white and blue heart blue collar worker and he's just a stud great guy he's going to be there um and that's you know there'll be some other people show up you know that, that was there i think jenna master may i think she's coming through um you never know last year at that day show you know kicks brooks showed up from brooks and dunn so there's i know we got one guy showing up for sure and another one for sure that, it, that it's just going to be it's going to be really awesome. You're going to be surprised. I'm talking A-lister acts, big acts. Awesome. Just going so to show up and just show up. And go, I'm, so where I got two questions for you. First is since, like Andy said, we're always running around. Where exactly is Cowboy Revival at where people can go and watch all this? Well, it's where the Cowboy Christmas is. Okay. And, and right there at the live stage. Yep. Right there at the live stage, yeah. you know. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Flint Flint Rasmussen is there and yeah. love him. I think he's got what is it behind the barrel show that I freaking love yep. Flint. Um, yes. Yeah. We're we're there with him. I think we go on Brian. Is it right? I mean, I think it's one o'clock. Is that when it happens? I'm not sure. It's either twelve or one. I can't remember. I'd be lying to you if I told you the exact they, time right now. I know, now, and I can't. If you're there all day, you'll see it. <laughs> you'll see it. I was just gonna say <laughs> to the fans it. listening, come to Cowboy Christmas. Yeah. Get there at nine o'clock. Go watch some shows. Um, shop as till you can drop. Right. Well, money. And no admit. I mean, the thing is, it's free admission. I mean, sure. you come there, and this is just something that you get to see for something like that. To where you the the superstar lineup that you just listed off. You go there, and who knows who's going to pop up and grab a guitar and start singing. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and all the rodeo dads out there. I mean, that's the best Christmas shopping. If you want to do it right there, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And then there's then some rodeo dads hide your credit card. Right. Because if you got daughters and wives, like, it's like, dad, I would yeah. It's funny you say that because we wanted to ask you about your new role as a, uh, as a rodeo dad and how it, how it is chasing the kids around at all those junior and high school rodeos. Man, it feels like part of it feels like I, when I was on the road rodeo and part of it feels like that, I get to relive it again through them. I don't want to live i'm not one of those parents that live vicariously through my kids because right. they want to do it i got a little one that i don't know if she wants to do it no you find you'll find your way in something you know but right. the two my two older ones they absolutely they love it um especially my middle schooler my freshman um she would go right now i mean she's like dad high school rodeo college rodeo i want to go to get an education i'll go to college okay so i'm hauling them everywhere and it is a blast i get tired I get it's you know the mileage, the fuel cost, um, and just but just overall overall the, the being with the kids and watching those kids grow and watching how high school rodeo in, in the state of Tennessee, which isn't a big rodeo state, right? Like where we all come from, but got new injuries, we've got new people, new families are starting to grow, which I yeah. love, and you get to see these kids compete and. You get to see him build character. You get to see him lose. You get to see him win. You get to see him, you know, and, and it's like, that's, I love that as a parent. I love to watch it because even though you hate to see your kid maybe have a bad rodeo or a bad run, it's, 
you almost got to get out of the way because there's a bigger lesson in life and they're building character. And I sit down and I watch that with my own girls and I watch it with other kids and I see the results months later where it's like, Hey, you know what? Forget about it. You missed that calf or you knocked over a barrel that run that runs over. You got next rodeo. And that's what they're starting to do themselves. It's just character. And you know, it's great to see it as a parent. It's great to be on the road. It's great to see the new towns, the cities we go to, the rodeo grounds. I mean, it's just, it's fun to watch them build relationships that they'll have the rest of their life. And, you know, they love rodeo like I did and I still do. And it's, it's, it's pretty awesome to watch. In more than three decades in Vegas, 360 world champions have struck gold. None have won more titles than the three that make up the inaugural Vegas NFR Icons class. Banners for Trevor Brazil, Charmaine James, and Ty Murray will be permanently lifted to the rafters at the Thomas and Mack Center. And on December 1st, all three will be honored at a tribute luncheon at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. Get your tickets now. Go to nfrexperience.com forward slash NFR Vegas Icons for details. Then let's talk about the fact that your uh, children are multi-talented. And this year, we will have one of them with us at the Thomas and Mac. What does that mean to you? Scared to death for her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, She seems to be like, ah, okay, great, perfect. Love it. That's great. I can do this. She started out, Maggie, my oldest, she started out um, playing piano when she was probably four. And we're literally, when I say playing, you could play a song to her at four years. We probably have it on video somewhere. And she would find that note on the piano and could almost play you the songs without a lesson, a little tiny wow. kid. And then as she got older, she started playing and then she started singing five, six years old. And then she, one day she came to me when she was about 11, said, I want to learn guitar. I said, okay. So I showed her three chords, showed her G, C, and D, the American chords, right? So couple months later i hear and she's found scales on the internet and i hear her singing these songs and i'm like oh man i'm worried because in country music it's it's hard already for an artist to do anything really hard for a girl and i'll be the first to admit i had blinders on i didn't i didn't until i had daughters i didn't know it's it's 10 times harder really their 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 lifespan as an artist and so I told her, I said, Maggie, I need to go to college, get an education, something to fall back on. She goes, I want to go to school, but I don't worry about falling back on something. If I think I got something to fall back on, I'll probably fall back on it. But this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. And I said, okay, well, just know that it's one in a billion shot. You can work your tail off. It's hard. And she goes, that's okay. She goes, I know. So I wasn't able to talk her out of it. <laughs> so as time progressed, she started... <laughs> so so as time progressed, um, they asked her to sing the anthem at the high school rodeo. She did. Somebody from University uh, UT Martin, uh, Coach Lucy, who just yep. retired from the UT Martin College rodeo team, but the last the last rodeo he had as coach, his going away coach, he called and wanted Maggie to sing the national anthem. Wow. And so she went over there and somebody, the video got out. And then next thing I know, you know, I'm hearing getting calls. Hey, can Maggie, you want to do the anthem at the NFR? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, can she just be, oh, you can ask her. Right, Maggie, you want to do it? Oh, heck yeah. And I'm like, okay. I said, you maybe like put her, you know, first or second night where it's, you know, it's one of the, not the big nights. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Right. Sure, sure. They're all big nights, but you right. know what I mean? I think she's to do the, the 10th round, the championship mm. round. Oh my God. And it's like, yeah. 
And I told her, I said, I think so far they got you on the 10th round, Maggie. And she goes, ah, piece of cake. Just singing the anthem. Uh, right? I go, yep. Yep. I'm right. getting nauseous she right goes, now. I do a sound check, right? And I go, yeah, you go there and you have oh, I know. So being 16, but she doesn't seem to bother. She's up there. She comes home, do homework, ride her horse, and then she'll, I'll hear her for an hour up there woodshedding on songs and guitar. I mean, like, she's one of those that just, you know, take it serious. You're proud of her, but you worry about them. It's a oh tough, tough industry. You know, but, but yeah, that's been, that's been the road that the NFR for her. But she'll tell you, she's like, hey, man, I'm happy good at what I do with rodeo. I'm not like my eighth grader is the competitor. So, you know, the middle sister, she's yeah. always chasing the big sister, and the middle sister gets really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. So, sure. so Maggie's like, I love rodeo, but my future is this, and this is what I want to do. And you know what? If I, can, when I, if I get that platform, I want to bring that life with me that rodeo life and that love for it and that crowd and that's for my people and that's what i want to carry as an artist and i go well how do you see yourself and she goes i see myself as a, a female george Strait with that kind of music i don't wow. want to do the trendy stuff i want to do that's what i that's what she looks to so um she's got a long road ahead of her there's a lot of competition a lot of great singers a lot of girls out there young girls coming up she knows the road. She knows what lies ahead of her. So it's all up to the good Lord and timing and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So Shane, let, let's transition to some of your songwriting. Okay. Because yep. now that I'm learning a little bit more about you, I am really intrigued with number one, the, the biggest public hit that you've had. And then number two, the song that you like the most that maybe didn't get the traction that you thought it should. Gosh, the, I think the biggest hit, I mean, I've had some hits, but um, trying to think in terms of scanning, like what they, what they scanned or what they did, probably, I'm going to go ahead and say Beautiful Mess, Diamond Rio was a big one. Yeah, it was a good one. And the one I think that forgot the traction called Cowboy Life, it's the only life I know. Right. So, you know, we had more people you know, that had that song that wanted it, but just couldn't really sing about rodeo and fit Cody. And uh, I know it did fairly well in Texas. You know, I can go out there anywhere and sing that song and people are singing along with me. But that song would have been another Cheyenne, like George Strait. Right. You know, it was from a personal experience. And, yeah, but I got songs that every writer, so many great writers, and there's so many songs that they all have that we don't know why they don't become hits. When you hear them, if you get digging our catalogs and hear them, you go, how come nobody's cut that? I don't know. It's a mystery. And then some of them, the ones you think don't get cut or shouldn't get cut, like there's some of them that you'd listen to in our catalog that you 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 would go, man, how come that hasn't been cut? And it's like we, you just don't know. Then there's songs in there that you think, man, this ain't never gonna get cut, and it's the one that gets cut. I've had songs like that become hits, a couple of them, and you're just like, okay, maybe they saw it where I saw it different as a writer. So they're all a blessing. But and I I got a catalog full of stuff that. And every writer does that they'll I can take you to my friends that I write with, put up our catalogs, and you could listen through songs and you'd just it'd blow your mind. Why well, hadn't that? That's a that's a huge song. The woes of being a songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think now that with the platforms that are available, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, go down the list of whatever that is, that the opportunity for some of these artists and some of these songwriters to come out and get more acknowledgement, publicity, attention, whatever it may be, is substantially greater? Oh, absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. 
what you have to do though, I think is get the, you got to have the right people on there marketing and on there. Same, same thing. You got to get some advertisement. You got to push that artist name, you know, you got to yeah. buy digital, digital advertisement and, you know, a lot, sometimes uh, either the teams they have around them or the label, whatever chooses not to spend money. Sometimes they do. And it just depends on the act if the label's really behind it. Yeah. And then some guys just go do it on their own. And Luke Combs was a prime example of that. Yeah. I mean, that guy worked his tail off. And so did it on his own. I, yeah, so, yeah. I had an old man and he wasn't in the music business. Tell me one time that I'm a overnight success that took seven years to get there. You know, I mean, so that's, <laughs> that's the part that a lot of people don't see that, you know, it, it, takes, it takes a lot of foundation. Was he and, talking to you or did you just overhear no, that he, conversation? No, he was telling me that, okay. you know, it's kind of like a be patient <laughs> on, off conversation. It's what they don't tell you when exactly. you come into the business. Yeah, exactly. They don't invite you here and they don't tell you the true deal. You have to find out the hard way. Yeah. So then you stick it out. It's like you endure it, you know, which I think rodeo really helped me with that because you learn to be tough in rodeo. And I think it equips you in life. And that's what I tell my daughters. It'll bode well for them. Well, no matter what they do. Well, and it's one of the few sports too, where you, you, you can come up with all the excuses you want, but it's why my other hobby is golf because you can, you can make up any excuse in the world. You can blame the, blame the wind or somebody (laughs) talking or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's, were you prepared and did you execute with that preparation? You know, I mean, that's really what it boils down to um, is you, you can find any excuse in the world, but what actually happened and, you know, are you ready to take ownership of it? That's right. That's that's a mentally challenging game. Very, very much. so. That's a, that's a mind bender. I've seen a few guys hurl some nine irons. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen it. Were you watching us last night? You stopped right before I started killing the bunnies on the on the course and breaking clubs. Yeah. Steve Steve has become a professional uh, ball loser. Uh, Exceptionally good at it. Very Shank, good. Shank and Godert is what they call yeah. the flings. So. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me you've had a chocolate at where? Puckets. At Puckets. Oh, absolutely I have. Are you kidding me? Good. They make their yes, own. Yes, I've had a chocolate shake. Yep, they do everything. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, so one I, more music. I'm shocked that you even know that. That's awesome. Well, Franklin, I, I wish I could have afford to live somewhere around Franklin, but uh, it, it's not going to happen anytime soon because my kids are younger than yours. So uh, I've got to get them graduated before <laughs> I can move to Franklin. Where are you living now? I live in Ocala, Florida. I love it down there. It is a nice area. You're not moving. No, I'm not. But uh, no, he's 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 stuck, and that's a big horse country <laughs> right there too. So I've got one more uh, one more music related question because I'm I'm interested to hear your perspective. So one of the greatest concerts I ever watched was Kid Rock, not because of just the energy and the music, but Kid Rock played every instrument on stage. So who's one of those hidden talents out there today that? you know, commercially has had success, but truly is talented in multifacets of the music industry. I know exactly who it is. It's Luke Bryan. Really? Luke Bryan. Yes. Luke Bryan, which I forgot to mention that because we're talking about day show. Luke Bryan's going to do Cowboy Revival, the opener at NFR this year. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that guy can sit down and play guitar. He can play piano. 
Um, he understands the business side of it. He understands the music side of it. He knows songs that fit his audience. He can, the guy, I'm, I guarantee you, he could sit behind a set of drums and play drums. I mean, he's just, he's a multi-talented guy. And yeah. And people forget how country that sucker is. He's my neighbor. He's not a cowboy and he'll tell you that, but you know what? He's big, big rodeo fan. Luke is. Oh, he is. He is. The only thing that I he is. Like Luke that. on is the size of his jeans. Like, he, I mean, one one more size oh, really would kill him. You know, I mean. That was... <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to tell him that. He'll, he'll funny, funny, yeah. <laughs> funny thing is, your pants are a lot looser, Andy, but you can't still, you still can't fit his wallet in there. That's <laughs> fine. Right. Selling more that's jeans. Exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> he's got you though, Matt. I mean, he, he hunts. I mean, that he's out there. You see him in, in blinds all the time if you follow him. Well, and the thing is, he gives back, oh. you know, I mean, to 4 H and FFA programs 100%. I mean, he's committed to the ag industry, so that's that's yeah. awesome to see. I just did a thing with him and Ben Skill the other night and had a ball, and it was for a charity uh, thing, and they raised a bunch of money. And it was funny because Luke was out on the golf course. Speaking of golf, I think he'd had a, at least one to drink, <laughs> but he called me and he's like, He's like, hey, man, we're going to do this ride around over here, me and Vance. And he goes, you get the guitar and come over here and help us. And I said, well, I said, what time? He said, I'll just be here around, I don't know, 6 o'clock. I said, it's 4.30, Luke. He goes, I know. Just get over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you now. I get over there. What a great time. We had a ball. And, and uh, yeah, Luke was, I don't know if you guys had the pleasure of meeting Luke, but. If you meet Luke and don't love him, I believe you're incapable of loving anybody. I've always said that. And he's just the sweetest guy. Never forgot where he came from. And just like you say, he gives back, um, loves rodeo, talks to my kids about it. And he just cut that, that country on song. He's got, he, you know, he's got the, the rope and lines in there. And, and he just cut a song. I'm not even liberty to say, but you'll hear it. But it's an old rodeo song, a big song. It's strictly rodeo song. And, uh, he, he just cut it. And I really believe just from watching my girls, because that's his connection. And he's like, I said, Luke, there are so many kids in this country that love this stuff and love country music and rodeo. And, uh, we said that to him and he loves it and asks about it and asks about the kids. And, and he called me and goes, you ain't never going to guess what I just cut. So and then he told me and I was like, good for you, man. So you'll hear it. It's a full blown rodeo song. Classic. Yeah, great. So he's excited to do it. He's excited to do it. NFR. Yeah. I can't wait. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun and, and uh we can't wait to see you whenever you get out here in Vegas. Oh, we're gonna have a ball and please, man. Just you guys come out and come hang. I'd love to see you. And I and I see Brylin floating around there a bunch and maybe I have to get Brylin up to sing. Don't you sing, Brylin? I thought you sang. I thought your dad told me you sang. Mm -hmm. No way. Only uh <laughs> yes. in my car. Singing orders to her dad. <laughs> yeah. <All> road, dad. <laughs> That's right. But no, thank you guys. I always enjoy doing the stuff with you guys and you guys have a great show and thanks for promoting Cowboy Revival, you know, and thanks for all you do for on behalf of, you know, artists and rodeo and our way of life. You guys just are on the front line and we love you guys. Anything we can do for you, let us know. Appreciate you. Likewise, man. Thanks a lot. Safe travels and see you soon. Want to experience more of the NFR? Then visit NFRexperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you're listening right now.
If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe.